0: That was our Bible study moment as we continue to walk through the book of Philippians. We now bring ourselves to uh, chapter 1 verses 27 to 30 in Paul's cry and an exhortation encourage uh, the church in Philip to strive to live in uh, as unity and love as citizens uh, of heaven. And I believe it's definitely appropriate at this time as we are striving in our community uh, to see how we ought to live as loving, caring human beings, as citizens, realizing that we should be one, we should be united, uh, working together collectively for justice for all people to be treated equally and and seeing equity uh, in services being provided in our community. And so we can see some progression made that way. Uh, Hopefully we can continue to see progression made that way, uh, that justice truly can be blind and be fair. uh, But one thing to be in mind that we can know as we are citizens of heaven, uh, that we serve a God who is just, uh, who is righteous. And may we look to him for guidance and direction of what justice looks like, what peace looks like, what love looks like. Uh, from the great example he's given us through our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. And so with that in mind, we're going to pray and continue to study his word, and may we continue to grow. Uh, Father, Lord, we ask you to continue to bring forth healing. Uh, we ask you to continue to comfort us in this time of pain and discomfort, so many lives lost, uh, so many hurting. And Father, we just are desperate for healing, mm-hmm. reconciliation. Uh, Father, we ask you to give us guidance and wisdom uh, that we can be the change agents for change. May this not be just a moment, but may this be a movement of change and revelation and healing, having that we can truly be a country of freedom and liberty. Help us, O oh God, as we study your word to be open to see how we can walk out this truth, uh, walk out this gospel in our everyday lives. And may we be mindful, give you all the glory and give you all the honor. In Jesus' name, Lord, we pray. Amen. Our study as we look in Philippians 1st uh, chapter, verses 27 uh, to 30, we we'll read from the Living Translation as we begin to unpack uh, this uh, pericope, this, this verse, this passage uh, that Paul uh, writes in his letter, exhorting them encouraging them as he started to move to the main movement of this letter. So it's important that we grasp uh, the content of this part uh, as we further unpack this letter of Philippians. It reads in New Living Translation, above all, you must live as citizens of heaven, conducting yourselves in a manner worthy of the good news about Christ. Then whether I come and see you again or only hear about you, I will know that you are standing together with one spirit and one purpose fighting together for the faith, which is the good news. Don't be intimidated in any way by your enemies. This will be a sign to them that they are going to be destroyed, but that you are going to be saved even by God himself. For you have been given not only the privilege of trusting in Christ, but also the privilege of suffering for him. We are in the struggle together. You have seen my struggle in the past, and you know that I am still in the midst of it. Praise God for his word. And I bet you can hear some echoes or sentiments of what's happening right now. I'm definitely want to highlight as he closes out in verse 30, he says that we are in this struggle together. The unity is pointing out to them that though I may be singly Uh, in prison for preaching this gospel proclaiming this gospel but we are in this together he's pointing out that even though I am the one singled out but yet singly that I am representing you in this freedom of this gospel that there's no shame in preaching and proclaiming uh, this gospel he's pointing out to them That it is a good thing that I'm here because the gospel has proclaiming. That's why he's encouraging them, though he's the one in prison, that I believe that he says, I believe I'm confident that he who's begun a good work will continue until the coming of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. He also goes on and says, "I, I am confident because of your prayers. I will see you again. But if I don't. He's encouraging that you still need to live out uh, this gospel, and we're in this together. And so here's the the challenge that many of us are facing, definitely in today, in in the climate of today, right? Uh, that are we in this struggle uh, together? Uh, are we fighting for the same purpose and the and the same goal? And and it seems like there's an awakening that is happening in this community uh, about that. And and notice that that. Jesus is the answer. Love is the answer. So imagine the gospel that's teaching us to love one another, to care for one another, to lay our lives down, to put ourselves uh, in, in harm's way for someone, to uplift and encourage somebody to do unto others as you would have them do unto you to to express these Christian principles. Imagine how we can truly start exercising and walking this out. What love looks like, what unity looks like. Unity is not uniformity, but it's diversity. It's a collective of people gathering and coming together and saying, hey, we are in this together. And Paul is pointing out in this gospel movement that, hey, I may be in chains and bonds, but yet you know my pain, you know my suffering, you witnessed it, you're, you're a partner of it, and we are in this struggle together. And so he is encouraging them. And as I want to encourage us that there's people out here in our community that are desperate to hear hope, are desperate to know that change can come. And so may we remain hopeful, though, as we may be in anguish, we may be in pain, we may be mourning and we may be angry. But yet we can be hopeful that change for the better can come, that love can win out. And God, the just one, the righteous one, will always defend us in the end. Notice how Paul breaks out. He says, above all, above all, you must live as citizens of heaven. And so I want to highlight again. Think about what it means to uh, be a citizen. Um, this this word is used basically to be another translation as another numerical standard it says conduct yourself worthy of his gospel. And so basically it's saying that to conduct yourself or to be as a citizen is basically one that is living a. A life that that is representative of where you live, and to the the Philippians it means something special because they are citizens of the Roman Empire, so they understand that, and Paul understands that too because he is a citizen of the Roman Empire, and he understood what it meant as a citizen to have his rights violated as a citizen, and that's where we pick up in Acts uh, the sixteenth uh, uh, chapter in verses thirty-seven to forty. When he we see the account of what happened to Paul and Silas uh, when he was visiting uh, the Philippians, he says that verse 37 to 40, New Living Translations. But Paul replied that you have publicly beaten us without a trial and put us in prison. And we are Roman citizens. So now they want us to leave secretly. Certainly not. Let them come themselves to release us. When the police reported this, the city officials were alarmed to learn that Paul and Silas were Roman citizens. So they came to the jail and apologized to them. Then they brought them out and begged them to leave the city. When Paul and Silas left the prison, they returned to the home of Lydia. There they met with the believers, and encouraged them once more. Then they left town. And so Paul is highlighting to us that, that what we learn from this text, the rights of the Roman citizens, the Roman citizens are entitled to a trial. They are not to be subject to public beating without prior, prior trial or a proper trial. A Roman citizens should not be put uh, be put in jail before a trial and the Julian law forbade binding or beating Roman citizens uh, without trial. And so Paul understood his rights. He understood. Uh, what it meant in the status of being a citizen and how that was violated. And it, and the reason why this is important, because they secretly wanted to escort them out when they understand the shame and the embarrassment that they have done. But Paul says you publicly did this to us. You publicly have to acknowledge you're wrong and and you have to see us out, escort us out and have to show your same shame and show your, your error. Uh, in judgment. And here's the situation that Paul's pointing out to me. You saw this struggle. You partner with us in this struggle. And when it's not over yet, we are still going to deal with opposition, but we are not to be afraid of our enemies. And here's the beautiful thing about why we're not uh, to be intimidated, uh, be scared of our enemies, because we are fighting the good fight, uh, the righteous fight. Uh, That God uh, is our liberator. God is the great judge. And so those who think they're going to escape a judgment do not understand possibly that there's a final judgment. There's a final say so. And eternity is a long time. And so you might be thinking you're getting away now, but Christ is going to show up and we're going to find out. And that's what it says to us. Right. He says that verse 28. Don't be intimidated in any way by your enemies. This will be a sign to them that they are going to be destroyed, but that you are going to be saved, even by God Himself. And so we are to live as citizens, knowing that we have the rights, the privilege, and the protection of our of our King, of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. So we ought to conduct ourselves worthy. Uh, we that means that citizens what we respect and honor. Uh, the laws that are given to us. And so Christ has shown us no greater law than this, what to love your Lord, your God, with all your might, with all your strength, and love your neighbor as yourself. Imagine that principle being applied every opportunity we meet, right? How much more you would be able to walk and feel safe in your community knowing that this person is going to treat me with the same love and respect that they treat themselves. That I'm not going to be judged or discriminated because of the ethnicity or the way I dress or the way I talk or the way I come from. To be understanding that love does not uh, judge and prejudge, but love is love, love is that I will give you my best, love is I will look out after you, and Paul's asking us to to uh, to grow in this gospel kingdom and and let God continue to work in us through us and and allow us to be his vessels of servants to serve and create and so here 's the situation that he's pointing out to us to help us to understand that we ought to have this as a first priority to only above all to live as citizens of heaven to have our allegiance to the kingdom of God to be about kingdom building principles and seeking a kingdom mindset. So living as Christians has heavenly qualities and these qualities are integrity. Paul points out, right, he says, uh, whether I show up or if I'm not there, I'm encouraged to still live with this integrity our God is always watching us and we need to remind ourselves and our children and those who are watching that we need to be good role models of how we can make change in our community because they're going to learn that from us so may we be good role models and realize that there's some, always somebody's watching and observing and we need to we need to show that and we need to have a, a quality of unity right to have one spirit one mind and one purpose uh, he, he says is that In that same verse, right of verse 27, that we will stand together with one spirit and one purpose, fighting together for the faith, this good news. So that this quality of unity that we're going to fight together, we're going to be focusing on the same end, that we're working towards the same goal, how we ought to be focused on healing. Focus on justice, focus on reconciliation, focus on forgiving, focus on the kingdom principles uh, that God is asking us to to be about. And then we have to be tenacious about this, this quality uh, that we have to be uh, persistent. We can't be giving up. Verse 28 of Philippians says, uh, first chapter says, don't be intimidated uh, in any way by your enemies. This will be a sign to them that they are going to be destroyed. But that you are going to be saved even by God himself. For you have been given not only the privilege of trusting in Christ, but also the privilege of suffering uh, for him. And so we need to be encouraged that we are in this struggle together. You have seen my struggle in the past and you know that I'm still in the midst of it. And so he's pointing out that this tenacity that we have to continue to fight, we cannot give up. Uh, we got to keep our eyes on the prize. We got to continue to focus on what matters most, and truly realize that love is going to win out. So we are on the winning side when we're standing for the gospel, proclaiming love and forgiveness and healing. And our actions can reflect that in 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 diverse ways, in many ways. Everyone's action does not have to be the same, but our intent need to be the same, and our movement will be the same. It will feel the same. And this is the challenge that we have uh, in this world is to be examples of, for the kingdom of God. And so suffering is going to come. And so therefore we understand not only will we be redeemed, but also we have to suffer while we're here. And Jesus gives us this great encouragement of why we can be encouraged in our suffer from Matthew, the fifth chapter, uh, verses 11 and 12. It says, uh, God blesses you when people mock you and persecute you and lie about you and say all sorts of evil things against you because you are my followers. Be happy about it. Be very glad for great reward awaits you in heaven. And remember, the ancient prophets were persecuted in the same way. And so I want to encourage you as you stand up for this gospel, proclaim this gospel, to preach this gospel. And those who may be malign you mock, you talk about you. That's all right. Blessed are you. Uh, that are suffering uh, for the gospel's sake. Uh, Great is your reward in heaven. And so may we remind ourselves that God is keeping good record; He is always watching. So when we move forward as citizens with integrity, with unity, and tenacity, and so I encourage us to continue to pray, continue to be the change we want to see, continue to preach and proclaim. Love, mercy, forgiveness and healing as we speak truth to power, uh, as we proclaim uh, what needs to be done and partner with people, uh, have honest conversations as we want to see healing and start talking about what love looks like, what equality looks like and help them understand what the gospel message shows us, what love and equality uh, looks like, how Jesus went to the least of these, how he was about building and uplifting and how much more we need to be doing this right now and see healing coming in our community. Uh, let us have a word of prayer. Mighty God, we asking for healing and transformation. And Father, as we are convicted by our own ways, change us, transform us, that we can be men and women of God, Lord of integrity, uh, that we work towards unity, that way we may be tenacious in our effort to proclaim your gospel, to walk out your gospel, and may we continue to do this knowing that you are the great judge and that you are watching us and you will guide us and you will protect us. And though we might be suffering, may we go through, may we be reminded that greater is our reward in heaven uh, than here on earth. Guide us closer into your presence. Help us, God, to reach out uh, to those who need to hear word and encouragement. And may we work together to seek healing and unity, uh, proclaiming the gospel and seeing many more come together. In Jesus' great name, Lord, we pray. Amen. Thank you for joining us for this Bible study moment. I uh, encourage you to continue uh, to open up, have honest conversations, and maybe we see towards healing and unity, knowing that uh, Jesus can lead us in this way. Uh, we we'll encourage you till the next time Jesus loves you, and so do I. God bless you and thank you.